This is an attack warning. Repeat, this is an attack warning. Sign on with the devil. So, Brandon, I will start with you. What do you think about the comments? I mean, the numbers are staggering. This is going to seem really, really insensitive. We're going to need a tank. Jim, uh, why have you looked at this president and said, I, I support what he's doing? He's got us locked in a basement. Uh, Frank came to my office, asked me, first of all, he asked me for an airplane ride. So this guy's a wise guy. So I gave him an airplane ride. Like if the Titanic took like four years to sink. Rick! Sign on with the devil. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocate Podcast. I am Brandon. I am joined again by Franklin and Jimothy. Yo, yo. It's not your real name. Jimothy. No! Technical difficulties aside, how are you guys doing this week? Oh, we start off on such a strong oh, note. Not it's, so bad. It's because of this damn thing that I don't have set to stop playing. So, like, but the audience can't hear is the shit that keeps playing in our fucking headphones <laughs> when it's not supposed to. That's my bad. I was listening. I was a, jamming to the song. It's been a cold gray bucket of suck for the, the for yeah, St. Louis yeah, area. Four days of this week. Yeah. So. It's fucking it's got, got me in that weird, like, weather funk. Yeah. Where I can't explain why I'm like, meh. Yeah. It, uh, it's especially well timed considering I think we're all anxious for the last week before the election, and it's just been overcast and gloomy. And yeah, cold. Pretty much appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it does so, seem like the world's about to end. So, so, so before, foggy that I can't see the arch from my window. <laughs> right. So before we go on with the depressing shit, we've got high points to get to. Uh, Frank, I'll let you start this time. Oh, I always start. Uh, fine, Jim. Yeah, there we go. All right. So Armenia and Azerbaijan have been going at it for some time now uh kind of reliving the armenian genocide uh they're finally talking about an armistice now whether or not that's actually going to last or who's going to get majorly screwed over is yet to be seen but they're actually talking about Mm -hmm. stopping murdering each other oh isn't that wonderful (laughs) i'm I'm curious though like do you know jim has there ever been an armistice or a peace agreement that doesn't screw over one side like, have, have, have two sides walked away from, like, averting a war or ending a war and be like, we all came out ahead? No. Never. I, yeah, I didn't no. think so. But although, is, although, deservedly, the Azerbaijanis should walk away with less than the Armenians do. Yeah, I mean, the Armenians have—I mean, they've. this isn't the first time they've been, like, persecuted. No. And, yeah, they, they the, the Azerbaijanis and the Turks. Yeah. 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 The Azerbaijanis yeah. and the Turks have screwed them over repeatedly. Hmm. That's a sad. That's a sad uh, positive moment, Jim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bringing the room down. I mean, but but I'm, I'm glad. You know, I hope it's on an upswing. Can. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's true. That's good, Frank. Uh, God, mine sounds so pathetic now. <laughs> we were just talking about Star Wars before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To, to like to another land that's far, far away. Um, do you guys? I will like, remind you and the audience at simultaneously that you put us here because I started with you. You let. Oh, that's you, why you you oh, let Jim. You, you set didn't the tell floor. me there was a plan. I didn't know there was a plan. <laughs> do you guys? Uh, you guys know Star Wars. I know Jim's seen it. Brandon, you've seen the first two of the new, of the new. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, like the three main characters of the girl, the black guy, and the white guy. The white right. guy is named um, Oscar Isaac. Do you know him as an actor at all? No. I no. he plays Poe Dameron in Star Wars. I love him. He was in um, 
a Coen Brothers film inside Lewin Davis, and he did an amazing. I love him whenever he pops up. He's an amazing actor. Marvel just announced he's going to play Moon Knight, which is like my favorite superhero. Oh right, yeah, I did see that. Nice. Yeah, news. and I'm so excited. Like he's going to be in the new Dune movie, but like, and I know we probably won't get movie theaters back until at least twenty twenty one or twenty two. You say Dune? Yeah, they're remaking Dune. Oh, and he's like the main. He's remake. one of like the main actors in it. Well, I mean, I hope so. The last one kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, my high point for this week is weird because it's like this uh, mental space that I've been in um, surrounding politics specifically. But I think, um, well, there was a reason that we skipped the episode last week. Last week, uh, I had anticipated um, just going through the third and final debate, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but as I was watching it, I was like, this is all the same. I've said all that I need to say about this. Everyone has thought everything they need to to think about this. And I like I've gotten this way increasingly at like really through October. Like at the beginning of October, still very like whatever's gonna ha- like I was very like amped and hyper political and like i don't know if it's uh like the subconscious me that is like some shit's gonna go down so just calm your ass out (laughs) for a month before some shit goes down um but i've been before the storm like i i think so maybe i mean i hope not but i've just been in this weird spot where like i know what i'm gonna do and like so outside of the show prep I haven't been as tuned into it as I normally would. Um, and so that's been refreshing as fuck for me because, like, the, I can't think of a time in at least this year that the, I haven't been, like, politically panicking in some way or another. I'm I'm kind of shocked because this is the time where I am politically panicking the most. Yeah, see? And um, I, I don't know. I'm glad that you're the opposite. Does it have something to do with the idea that, like, just like let's just just let us vote. Like no one's changing their mind. The debates didn't move the needle. I think like let's get it like, over with. Honestly, already. since Trump's- I have this, I've been very nervous all year, and you and like we've talked about it over and over again about what's going to happen when the extreme fa- like actors in each on each side of the political spectrum start to go crazy based on the results of this election. Um, I I've spent a great deal of time on the show and off the show stressed about what that means and for some reason and maybe this is just a fucking false hope that i've been experiencing for the last few weeks but for some reason like now my gut says not much is gonna happen like part of me feels like there's a lot of lots of people like to bark um and i just wonder like I just wonder if it's going to be as bad as I have thought or or the way that it was before the when the Q pages were still up in great abundance. I felt more stressed because I saw a lot more of that, like angry. Yeah. And like maybe, now, that, now that they can't group think there might be less to it. Right. And like they can. I just well know they that, can, but it's just old people having to find out how to operate eight coon or right four chan is which like, as a thirty that's an impediment as a as a thirty two year old that's difficult for me like I well, don't like, like forums fucking around. yeah forums, forums are, are lame bullshit. I don't know <laughs> like, if you, you guys have ever cruised like eight coon or four chan like I don't like the layout I don't like the way the messages are stacked 
I don't know. Is it is is it like? It's it's hard to. You remember how Newgrounds used to look? The forums on Newgrounds. Yeah, so it's this so thing it's of like, like I don't bad. know how to read it. Like when you're going down, they do this thing of indenting certain like post, and then that's a reply to another post, and then like. But it doesn't make sense to the way I'm used to looking at web pages. Right. So it's like Reddit without the lines. Yeah, kind yeah. of like where it's this whole new like, and I can't imagine it's easy. I mean, it's a side tangent, but I just think old people who got sucked in the queue, like they're not gonna be able to follow them well, to the non Facebook pages. And I just think that because now I don't see as much of that, like it just doesn't feel like it's as big of a thing. Like maybe I was more immersed in it than. I think so because there were like. We all we've known about Q since it started. We've always talked about it, but there was a point, and I think Jim can agree for like two months, where Brandon was every day was being like, "This is their new belief," or "or this is how I'm trolling yeah. them." Yeah, you get, you get sucked in. Yeah, 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 I did. Um, much like the people who got sucked in by Q. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like I will battle you, each of you, <laughs> to the one at a time. Come on, <laughs> to the, to key- the keyboard, death. keyboard death. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So anyway, uh, so what we'll do for this episode is we are going to go a little bit into the third and final debate, but um, for two reasons we're not going to do... I picked only certain parts from it. It'll kind of feel like the uh, Pence-Harris debate did in that sense, um, at least the way that I'm going to present it, because we have heard everything every answer was the same wherever whatever question they were willing to answer they were willing to answer and they have been touting as their fucking uh campaign speeches um and so there wasn't to me it was more of the same the third debate is really just there to see who can catch the other candidate slipping right um in the unlikely event that we're going to need the vice president to take now over. what I will say about it, Trump didn't fucking shit the bed like he did in the first one. He uh, couldn't. They muted him. Well, and I don't think they really had to use it that much. Like, I didn't see. Well, I think. You mean he was actually being kind of Well, civil? I think the only reason he was is because he realized, like, he could talk without well, a microphone, but it would make him look really fucking crazy. Like they, a child. But they exactly. were also, it was also presented very differently, which made it hard to my reason for not wanting to do a full episode on just the debate was we would have to listen to the whole debate because the way that the questions were set up it was like hey we're going to talk about coronavirus for 20 fucking minutes and then like they just went back and forth and just kept repeating the same shit that we've heard week after week after week after week yeah and i was like well i don't want to go fucking i don't want to have to listen to an hour and 33 minutes and just say the same shit I've been saying. Right. So I took a few moments from that. So we'll listen to that first, and then we'll just kind of look at where the campaigns are in the final week up to the election. Um, you know, the, obviously this will be the last episode that we do pre-election. Um, so I figured that we could just kind of look at some of the things that have gone on this week within the campaigns, um, look at some numbers later, and uh, then reassess after whatever the fuck happens on Tuesday. Hopefully, my fucking mental state, w- like, or my newfound mental state, is like, yeah, yeah, they're all pussies. I'm almost, I'm almost we'll hoping that. that like this episode is gonna be funny to listen to in a month. Like, we were so worried and freaked out, and everything worked out fine, and it's all happy in the future. But I doubt that's gonna be the case. It could be funny though, because like every week we run the risk of as soon as we press stop before I even get a chance to edit, like <laughs> we turn on the news and it's like, oh shit, 
they found explosives in a van in Pennsylvania. That's fucked up. Um, so, you know, anything could happen, but let's hope for the best. Uh, it's so 2020, though. Right. Isn't it? Um, we'll start with the... Uh, so we'll start off with the third and final debate, and um, I'm just going to. Uh, I've got a few things where they'll give their overview on a few subjects, and obviously, COVID is a big one. How would you lead the country during this next stage of the coronavirus crisis? As you know, 2.2 million people modeled out were expected to die. We closed up the greatest economy in the world in order to fight this horrible disease that came from China. It's a worldwide pandemic, and we're fighting it, and we're fighting it hard. We have a vaccine that's coming. It's ready. It's going to be announced within weeks, and it's going to be delivered. We have uh, Operation Warp Speed, which is Taking the military so is going to distribute the vaccine. I can tell you from personal experience that uh, I was in the hospital. I had it. And I got better, and I will tell you that uh, I had something that they gave me, a therapeutic, I guess they would call it. Some people could say it was a cure. But uh, I was in for a short period of time, and I got better very fast, or I wouldn't be here tonight. Yeah, no, they can't. That that point still remains. Can't call it a cure. A cure only works if everyone can take it, and there's no longer a risk of them getting COVID or dying. It's just— And that's not the case. Like, no one can get it except him. Yeah. That's not a cure. If it only affects one, like, that's not... It's more of the same. Is it, And the only reason I pulled it is just because I think Biden had the better response. So well, I figure then, you compare and contrast. What it, I don't even want to get... Do you guys actually believe that he got, like, an experimental cocktail? Like, I mean, part of me, like, the oh, doctor yeah. says he does, but the doctors also came out and said that he was the healthiest president to ever swear in, and he's the oldest and one of the fattest pre- Regardless of what that doctor says, the, he definitely got an experimental cocktail, because I, I think so, too, but, he, like... He is who he is. He's... Right. I mean... Say this was during the Obama administration. Obama would have gotten an experimental cocktail. Well, yeah, I mean, he would. As long as they, as long as within the lab they've proved that it's somewhat safe, they'll give it to the president. Right. My, uh, he was uh, taken to the hospital when his oxygen levels were reading ninety six percent. When his blood oxygen levels were reading ninety six percent. My sister has flu B right now. Um, her oxygen, her blood oxygen level was like ninety four percent yesterday. Like, you just they just wait it out when it's normal people to see how bad it gets. Yeah, um, you don't go to the hospital until it's like fifty percent. Right. Uh, I don't think that's accurate. It's a gross exaggeration. I think it's like ninety percent. You got one. It's a gross exaggeration, but you you get what I'm saying. <laughs> right. If you do have a pulse ox, though, don't misuse it like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, ah, it's fine. We're good to have. Yeah, I'm not telling you to do that. <laughs> um. So, the question though was I, about the what is the response moving forward in in well. It, I hate to go back, but and when it, his wasn't a response uh, well, to no. that question. And the first, he even said, like, we had the greatest economy, and then we had to shut it down for COVID. Like, no, you didn't shut down your economy for COVID. You did nothing for COVID, and the economy shut down because you didn't take steps. Mm. You didn't do a two-week yeah. go the, home. The governors closed it down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, One and, at a time, slowly, as each, you know, fucking state got back. Well, and that's honestly probably the thing that will be his undoing, right? It was that he had he was so— Short, like he had his sights locked on the economy. Well, he didn't banking on if the economy was if if the economy was bad, it was going to hurt his reelection. So he didn't want to shut it down. 
But if he would have shut it down he and taken it seriously, no. Yeah. But I mean, but, there's an irony there that if he would have shut it down, we could have acted the way we were supposed to come out of this a lot quicker and the economy would probably be doing much better right now and he could probably be sailing to real through this re-election campaign the only time yeah. he takes t- responsibility is if it turns out good right which is why he wasn't doing even anything. If, personally even he was he just leaving it up it. to the governors yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. left it up to the governors yeah i i think you're and right then he though. says things like we we i did <laughs> yeah. this or yeah i think brain is right though in a sense that like he did uh he played the wrong card. He was banking on the fact that most people only care about the economy, regardless of whether it's actually helping them. They just think that they hear the economy's doing well, and they think, okay, that means I can potentially start a business or I can get a raise. And that's and that's most people are like most people are single. Vote. I don't even think that necessarily people break it down to that level. I think when people hear the economy is doing good, people think good. They think he's smart. That's it. Yeah, like he's leading us in the right direction, regardless of the fact that like. Individual wealth didn't increase. Right. The the gap between rich and poor didn't shrink. It, it's a bullshit argument, and I love that he goes there with the, the COVID. It's like, well, China brought it, and they fucked up my good economy because it's the one thing. And we talked about that. Me and Brandon have talked about that for so long that, like, you can't just run on the economy's doing good because at a certain point the economy won't be doing good, and then you have no other accomplishments, right. which is where he's at right now. Right. Plus, again, the question was, where do you go from here with COVID? And he just ignored that. Biden. Well, and he also said that the vaccine is going to be announced within weeks. Wasn't Look, it supposed to be you don't, before the election? You like last you time? don't you yeah. don't know that it's going to be within weeks. Nope. Science doesn't work like that. No, nope. like, I think the earliest science ex- like. Like expectation date is like summer December twenty one. Well, full Th- before full we out it. and ready. Yeah, yeah, in the summer, like where it's actually distributed. To Which everybody. is what the yeah, but the by time the, we should be talking because it doesn't matter the, when you come up with it; it matters when people can. The get clinical it. trials aren't supposed to end until late November, right? Um, so Biden, I think, has a little bit more palpable uh, response when it comes to what I, how would he respond to the coronavirus moving forward. Two hundred. 20,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially, anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. I pause it there because I thought that that line was really good. And I thought that, like, because he's right. And I actually think that the polls probably show that he's right. Like, yeah. look, anybody who's not willing point. to take responsibility for the shit. You can say that uh, the fucking sickness itself um, is is an accident or whatever. Or you even can, came from China. You, if can't, you, if you, bl- want. you can't blame Donald Trump for COVID getting here. You, but, like, when you're talking about, like, never coming out of the first fucking wave ever, like, that's negligence, 100%. And uh, and I think that, like, when you've got a guy who doesn't take responsibility for that negligence, Biden is right. Like, and anybody, like, if it was Barack Obama who was up there not taking responsibility for shit, that person should not be in charge. Now, Biden goes on with his plan. What I would do is make sure we have everyone encouraged to wear a mask all the time. I would make sure we move in the direction of rapid testing, investing in rapid testing. I would make sure that we set up national standards as to how to open up schools and open up businesses so they can be safe and give them the wherewithal, the financial resources to be able to do that. You got to be able to give them the wherewithal. 
It, that was a perfect line. Yeah. Well, that's also just like everything he said is stuff Trump should have been doing in March. Yeah, like there's no right? excuse at this point. No, it's been. I mean, we've this well, has been the all longest fucking pa- year on record. <clears throat> all about him being able to pass the buck. That's the reason why he left it up to the governors, and that's why the governors right. did even, what they were gonna do yeah. and bungle it. Or a- even him going after his own scientists. Like, he, he, you know, he'll talk about the fact that, like, oh, Fauci said we didn't need masks that one time in the earliest days of the pandemic when it had only touched one state. Well, you know, and that's like, why, and he'll use that as like, well, they were wrong. like, that's not true. That's why, to me, the the irony that like. His his making the wrong moves consistently is what is probably going to do him in. Because um, we even had a conversation a while ago uh, that, like, man, Democrats had really nothing going into the, like what were Democrats going to run on? A failed uh, impeachment, uh, not being able to stop him, right? Any doing anything? And it's not like COVID is good for Democrats. It's just that Trump has politically fucked it, it is. Well, tr- Trump fucking like shooting himself in the foot to the point that he has no foot left. They would have had. Well, to, they would have had to run off of the uh, civil unrest that happened this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem with it, like everything else, they wanted to run on as Which, Democrats was like. You can't run off kids. I mean, you can run off kids in cages. You can run off of him getting out of the Paris Climate Agreement. But those things don't touch rural Americans. COVID does. Every one of us in this room knows someone who has COVID. Right. I, a, couple, yep. a couple of us know people who have died from COVID. It's like this thing actually touched everyone in a way that immigration or build the wall didn't. Like, yeah. Most people don't know an illegal immigrant, probably. Mm-hmm. Especially in, like, we live in a, a rural, like, middle of the fucking country. We probably don't encounter that problem, but everyone like COVID actually touched all of our lives and right. fucked up our jobs. If you uh, remember during the um, lead up to now Trump, and we'll get into it in a little bit, is on this like very anti talking about COVID in any way in the final week uh, because duh, you fucked it up. Um, and there's, I mean, it's a losing. There's nothing you can say that makes you like, or you're going to gain supporters. Right. But there was something else that he didn't, that he was really upset about prior to even having the debate, and it was the topics that would be talked about. He wanted his foreign, he wanted foreign policy to be, uh, like that was a talking point through the few days leading up to it. That like, oh, they're not going to talk to me enough about foreign policy, and there was a reason that he wanted. His, the foreign policy brought up, and um, I think that you can probably guess why. For two elections in a row now, there has been substantial interference from foreign adversaries. What would you do in your next term to put an end to this? There has been nobody tougher to Russia with, between the sanctions, nobody tougher than me on Russia. Between the sanctions, between all of what I've done with NATO, you know, I've got the NATO countries to put up an extra $130 billion, going to $420 billion a year. That's to guard against Russia. I sold, while he was selling pillows and sheets, I sold tank busters to Ukraine. There has been nobody tougher on Russia than Donald Trump. And I'll tell you, they were so bad. They took over the the submarine port, you remember that very well, during your term, during you and Barack Obama, they took over a big part of what should have been Ukraine. You handed it to them, but you were getting a lot of money from Russia. They were paying you a lot of money, and they probably still are. But now, with what came out today, it's even worse. Do you have any idea what came out today? I don't have any idea what the fuck he's talking about. Oh, well, here's a very, very... You'll you'll know immediately 
in a very, very familiar soundbite. All of the emails, the emails, the horrible emails of the kind of money that you were raking in, you and your family. And Joe, you were vice president when some of this was happening, and it should have never happened. I think you have to clean it up and talk to the American people. Maybe you can do it right now. First of all, that's hilarious that Donald Trump is trying to play like the nice old grandpa who's taking the high road there. Maybe you could just talk to him and just explain to him what you meant. Like, dude, fuck off. You brought up, so he he wanted to bring After up, he just talked about basically having a proxy war. Right. Like he's, he's supplying Ukraine against Russia. Well, and Russia. also, like. Because a proxy war has never gone bad. Ever. I don't want to ever Name hear. one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so hard to narrow that down. <laughs> I don't want to ever hear the words emails come out of Trump's mouth in a way that's negative, considering, like, one of his big sticking points in 2016 in the lead up was private email server hillary did that and what came out like two years ago is that his children and half the people in the white house use private email servers jerry kushner uh communicates with foreign like dignitaries on whatsapp which is a secure like delete your messages which is illegal like you have to yeah. keep that kind of stuff and then, and then they want to go after hunter for having the whatsapp yeah, right, like it's bullshit. I don't buy this argument anymore. Like I would have bought it Pot in 2016. This was until four years of Trump pissing all over his own fucking standards. This was the most annoying episode that I've prepped in a while because I just like, uh, I didn't want to do it. Like I was just rolling my eyes the whole time, and I was like, man, I've heard this. The Hunter story is just fucking PizzaGate part duh, and like, yeah, but his emails, That's but all became, his emails, yeah. and like it just, oh god, I. I think, too, that what it is is that they're fucking lazy. I think that they know that their guy has done a bit like all of the pundits, the right wing media and, uh, you know, his supporters and whatever are running with this idea that like I think that they're I think that they're legitimately shocked that this year went as bad as it did for him and because I think they legitimately thought that he was just he was like, Teflon. He was going to three fucking years. Yeah, nothing he was going to clean up Biden and. I think that, uh, and I think they're lazy, and I think that they feel like this well, worked now last the only, time. The only thing they're touting is we can't have socialism. That's the only thing they're touting, which probably would have worked if it was against Bernie. If it was, but yeah, exactly. anybody against Biden, Biden yeah. he's not a democratic socialist. No. He is as establishment as you can get. Biden bores the fuck out of the left. <laughs> like, yeah. you right. know, like... I, and that's why I think it's funny, too, that even, like, the extreme, we were talking about QAnon um, and whatever, like, the people that are calling him like, specifically, like, the devil or, like, they're Baby running with the whole, like, Satan thing. Like, yeah. dude, if Joe Biden is the devil, then, like, God's a crappy author. <laughs> like, <I'm> just, <laughs> or the just devil is, is such a low threat. Like, don't worry about it, man. He's, like, he's a fucking cartoon villain. <laughs> yeah, right? If dementia can beat the devil, then yeah. fuck, man. If, he's, he's, if the he's devil, not very frightening. Uh, yeah. If the devil can't remember his like, wife this, from his this sister. This is <laughs> Come on. Wait a minute. Are you sure? I know it's close to Halloween. This is the devil? <laughs> like, It'd be like getting through a really hard video game and then the final boss is like a puffy I, chicken. Dude, I keep half expecting <laughs> we're going to get to Halloween. And Biden's gonna rip his face off, and it's actually Beto O'Rourke, and he's like, "I tricked you, oh, fucking fuck. here! I'm here for your guns. <laughs> Give me your AR-15." Which I think that's one of the dumbest arguments. Like, 
Yeah, he can try to push that through. It's not going to happen. Not going to go look fucking at, Look at the Supreme Court. No. Yeah, come on. We have never go- come for your guns, and we're never going to. But I think- Well, even if he does try to push it through, the Supreme Court's going to be like, no, nah. unconstitutional. Nah. <laughs> Texas is going to be like, hey, remember how we seceded once? We'll fucking do it again. <laughs> it wouldn't even have to get to that point. The Supreme Court is definitely in is, conservative favor. I believe, is Texas the only state that has like that still written in their oh, yeah. state yeah. constitution? They can yeah. secede whenever they want to. Yep. Speaking, go, go ahead. Speaking of bullshit, I think that uh, th- as far as the um, h- ridiculous Hunter Biden thing that Trump just brought up, Biden does a good job handling the bullshit. He was he clearly was expecting this to come up. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. We learned that this president paid 50 times the tax in China, has a secret bank account with China, does business in China, and in fact is talking about me taking money, I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever, ever, number one. Number two, this is a president, I have released all of my tax returns, 22 years, go look at them, 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. What are you hiding? Why are you unwilling? The foreign countries are paying you a lot. Russia's paying you a lot. China's paying you a lot. And your hotels and all your businesses all around the country, all around the world. And China's building a new road to a new ga- a, a, a golf course you have overseas. So what's going on here? Why don't release your tax return or stop talking Fuck about it? Drop the mic and yeah. just walk away. At <laughs> like, that point. And that's why I said, like, it, that feels practiced. But like, oh, it's practiced as fuck. But, but like, like, Trump walked right into it. Yeah. Like, Trump's... Also, so, Trump, we, all got, we all got the so feeling he, right. Like he's, that, pay, he's trying to play tough on China, but he's paid more in taxes to help them than right. he has, than he has for yeah. us. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, democracy. It's a wonderful thing. Well, and that's why I think that Biden was so good because I, I think that answer was so good and and especially to be saved for like don't use those like don't use those attacks against Donald Trump until he brings up the Biden, the, the Hunter Biden thing. Don't make it be- petty. Yeah, because then yeah. as soon as he does, it's like, oh, you want to talk about corruption? What about all of yeah. these things? Because Donald Trump didn't even really like he kind of like tiptoed around he didn't tip he insinuated it but he didn't say hunter biden he he said emails but like he, he didn't say the laptop from hell he didn't go into the like like the giuliani specifics yeah. and and biden was like all right you want a slap fight fucking left hook That's, <laughs> i hate the all fact right? that like this is how shitty a president trump is he makes biden look good by comparison he does do you remember in the, the debates when there was like fifteen Democrats up there that Biden looked like he looked like you could put him right next to Mariana Williamson and be like, okay, those two match. And now I'm like, oh, Biden's winning because he's going up against such a like a yep. fucking patent patented liar. It does fulfill the prophecy though, prophecy of early on. I think like end pro- times. Well, no, my, revolution or like revelations? the TDAP prophecy. I'm almost positive that within like the first ten or fifteen episodes. I, in an argument with Mitch, say that, like, well, okay, but when it's him versus Biden, and then, like, for so long, didn't want Ooh. that to be the... You know what? I didn't will, want that to be the thing, but, I, yeah. I'll check with my source and see if that is true, because <laughs> I'm going to pull that fucking clip. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be so, like, Nostra Brandon. He's but back again. Trump did, uh, so, but Trump does make him look good by comparison. We all get the feeling, too, that, like, had this been the first debate... When Biden started making those points and talking about taxes, Trump would have been interrupting, right? He would have been shouting. Mm-hmm. He would have been, like, yep. obfuscating. 
Yeah, this is the reason you need a fucking moderator that has a mute button that isn't going to take shit. When it's this guy, like... Who, I mean, who was this although, moderator? I forget the, the name. I, Kristen I, Walker? Yeah, Kristen Walker. Um, She was the moderator, Um, and she, like, she didn't have to do as... It wasn't as contentious, and I think for... I think probably because of the threat of the mute button, but I think more so, like, Donald Trump knew that he fucking lost in the first debate. I think he knew that he didn't do a good job in the town hall either, because he... Cause, and the, then he walked out of a 60 Minutes interview. Yeah. Like, after that, he can't take criticism or right. even answer... So I think he had to... Yeah. I think he knew he had to go through with it. I think Donald Trump would have rather canceled found a reason to cancel that debate too but i don't think he could like i don't think like because if you without do, looking like, weak you well, just got corona you had the bunker don every like, single other people who might have possibly like if there was a shadow of doubt in their mind that they could not vote for him i think he would have lost even those people had he not had he bitched out after the mute button was announced, he would have had his fucking Q people. But I think like anyone who calls themselves a Republican that isn't that doesn't call themselves part of his base would would have been completely gone. Like they would have looked bad. The conservative moderates. Well, yeah. I think a lot of people tend to vote and for- even further. I think he. I think he would have lost some more people further than moderate. I think you're right because. At least according – at least – I mean this is personal experience, but a lot of the people I see who support Trump had this idea that he's tough, that he's like – he's a fighter. And this idea that he would not be able to fight because they introduced a mute button, it, it cast him as weak. He's like – it kind of cast him as like my only trick is to yell over people. Right. Well, you should see the comment sections. That's all they're complaining about is that because of that mute button, it's unfair for, for Don. Yeah. But, well, of course, because like they can't get equal time. Trump has to be able to, to that's like. Because the, that's because his supporters actually. They think that's how you debate is just they to do. yell over people. Yeah. 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 Well, how how is he going to throw him off his game? It's not a fucking sport. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, this, these, are the, these like, are the same people debate that. Debate is presenting better facts than your opponent. But these, right. these are the same people that thought in 2016 that, like, oh, Trump is such a great debater. Did you see him stalking Hillary on this debate stage and putting her off her game? That's not how you debate. Yeah. If you have to resort to tricks, it means you're you're like you can't talk your way into a good point. Yeah, it looked like Chris Hansen needed to like walk in the <laughs> middle of that. Right? Like, like, Jesus Christ. Dude, like, you want a cookie? How old did you think she was? We need to talk. Pay no attention to the van behind the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> so the last little bit that I have from the debate, um, before we kind of get into the week after it, um, is they're asked about if you are reelected or elected on inauguration day, what would your um, what would your address to the nation be um, on inauguration day? Imagine this is your inauguration day. What will you say in your address to America to Americans who did not vote for you? You'll each have one minute, starting with you, Mr. We Trump. have to make a country totally successful as it was prior to the plague coming in from China. Now we're rebuilding it, and we're doing record numbers, 11.4 million jobs in a short period of time, et cetera. But I will tell you, go back. Hold on. That 11.4 million jobs is the fucking jobs that— That are coming back. That are it's coming— not, Yeah. You didn't create anything. Those are, those are not yeah. new jobs. Yeah. That's not a number to tout. Like, there are 22 million fucking people on unemployment. It's the in, the industries that have been shut down reopening. Right. Which, they're going to re-shut down. Just look at Europe. Oh, dude. Like, look at— just. Yeah, we're 
it's kind of fucked. Like, I'm not going to get off on the, the stimulus tangent, but it's kind of fucked that, like, they haven't figured that out yet because, like, shit's going to start happening again like it did in February. I don't think the holidays are going to go the way that we think they're going to go um, or the way that we've been thinking they were going to go You got $1,200. Make it last a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, every, it's just the government being like, everybody fuck off. Like, I'm going to go buy my fucking rhinestone mask and eat my ice cream. I, now I'm taking shots like at Pelosi. You, your typical sitcom dad in the 1980s. Have this toy, sit down and shut up. <laughs> million jobs in a short period of time, etc. But I will tell you, go back. Before the plague came in, just before, I was getting calls from people that were not normally people that would call me. They wanted to get together. We had the best black unemployment numbers in the Ooh, history of the country. I do not like the way you said black. You know what's fucked up is that, like, jokingly in my head, when he said people that wouldn't normally call me, I thought black people, and then, and then he two words black. later he said like, black people. But then he didn't say like, black, he said black. Like, he, fuck. there's well, an he emphasis a, on there. He had, like, a half-second pause between words, too. Yeah. Don't don't worry, it, it, gets, it gets more racist. They wanted to get together. We had the best black unemployment numbers in the history of our country, Hispanic, Women, Asian, people with diplomas, with no diplomas, MIT (laughs) graduates, number one in the class. Everybody had the best numbers. Everyone's number one in the class. you know what? The other side wanted to get together. They wanted to unify. Success is going to bring us together. We are on the road to success. But I'm cutting taxes, and he wants to raise everybody's taxes, and he wants to put new regulations on everything. He will kill it. If he gets in, you will have a depression, the likes of which you've never seen. Your 401ks will go to hell, and it'll be a very, very sad day for this country. That's what he's going to say to the nation if he's reelected. If Joe Biden wins, everything's going to hell. Dude, it's January. Answer the fucking question, fucking idiot. (laughs) Like, what? What the fuck just happened? But Biden has dementia. Oh, my God. He's also talking about unemployment numbers. Like, yeah, okay, when? What specifically, what time period are you talking about for unemployment numbers? I mean, everything he's talking about is like, how many, like, like, you're number one in the classroom, everyone's number one? Like, that. What the fuck are He's you? He's just saying buzzwords. He all Donald Trump is is a fucking meme. Everything that He's he a says, Rolodex of buzzwords. Everything he says could be put on a fucking picture of Kermit the Frog drinking a fucking pitcher of tea. Every <laughs> single fucking Dinner thing. Cat. Yeah, like and and stupid people get their news from memes. <laughs> so like it, that's who he's fucking He's playing to. Playing to his base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So. Biden gets the same question. All right. Vice President Biden, same question to you. What will you say during your inaugural address to Americans who did not vote for you? I will say I'm an American president. I represent all of you, whether you voted for me or against me. And I'm going to make sure that you're represented. I'm going to give you hope. We're going to move. We're going to choose science over fiction. We're going to choose hope over fear. We're going to choose to move forward because we have enormous opportunities, enormous opportunities to make things better. We can grow this economy. We can deal with the systemic racism. And at the same time, we can make sure that our economy is being run and moved and motivated by clean energy, creating millions of new jobs. And that's the fact. That's what we're going to do. And I'm going to say, as I said at the beginning, what is on the ballot here is the character of this country, decency, honor, respect, 
treating people with dignity, making sure that everyone has an even chance. And I'm going to make sure you get that. You haven't been getting it the last four years. All right. So I'm going to take something back. I don't think that Donald Trump makes Biden look good by comparison. I think Biden does a fine enough job on him, on his own. I think Biden isn't the ideal candidate. He isn't the guy. Like, I think everybody in this room, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, would prefer Bernie Sanders because we like Bernie Sanders' personality. We th- Like, I personally think that I like his vision a little bit better. Than, I think Joe's is a little bit more Bernie uh, was more consistent and, with his support of social but i don't you think know, joe equality. biden is a bad fucking candidate i think that's he's, a good point he he's, says he's, that he's playing well above I, yeah, what well, his average was yeah this is something i want to like i think you're right brandon i'm guilty of this is probably as much as anybody <laughs> of dunking on him because he but he also has to like he's old like yeah. i've seen younger biden and he is a capable orator he's he's capable of getting up there and giving an impassioned yeah. speech He's fucking almost eighty. He's also, and he's also better at it at that at eighty than I would be at thirty now or thirty two now. And he's like, also a guy who understands politics. And if he is elected president, knows that listening to people is the way to get your job done to the yep. be, to the best he, of everyone's interest. That he represents all of America, right? Not just his base. So, like. So I don't know. I just as I was listening to that, I was like, you know what? Like I'm too hard on this guy. Like, and I'm not saying he he is not the ideal candidate, but he is not a bad candidate. Like he is considerably. I understand the sentiment of like the in comparison, because Trump makes I, everything look great. Well, and in even comparison, I want to make, I wanna make com- an argument for Biden over Sanders. Like for this current time, I think. Biden is better as far as getting more votes than Sanders I because so he brings in a lot more of the moderates. I like there's no there's no that. way that Sanders would have ever got conservative moderates. Just wouldn't happen. Yeah. But Biden can easily bring in conservative moderates yep. that the, are turned off from Trump. Yeah, and the, the socialism label would have turned off so many people oh yeah. that would have voted. I also think that like I partially compare Biden to what I think would have happened had any of the other people had uh, Buttigieg or even Harris got up there. I think uh, like Warren. I think some of those people might have done a better job at combating. I think Pete Buttigieg probably is young enough and quick enough. I like Buttigieg. He probably could have like at least in a debate. I think he, it would have been interesting to see him take on Trump. But that's all. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm fan casting Spe- now. Speaking of young enough, both of our candidates are way up there in the cohort years. Over our ideal fucking, like, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> Just. Statistically speaking, most people don't make it to either of their ages. <laughs> right. Let alone that's, that's, another that's four That's a little years. bit scary. Yeah. But that's both of our choices. It's not just yeah. like, oh, vote Biden and then the VP is going to be the president. You vote Trump and Mike Pence might be our president. Right. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. it's not as bad as Trump, I wouldn't think. But I don't know. Because Mike Pence would be the guy, too, that like where Trump isn't. Trump doesn't give a fuck about like abortion and shit. Like Mike he's Pence so, is religious he's so quiet and could do. Don't... Trump hasn't paid for an abortion. I'll eat my hat at this point. Like there's <laughs> right. no fucking yeah. way. Yeah, he he's given plenty of hush money out. I'm sure he's paid yeah. for abortions. Right. Michael Cohen has he, facilitated Trump, one or two. Trump is above the use of condoms, guaranteed. Uh huh. <laughs> so I thought that uh, the I wanted to after the debate. I wanted to kind of look at the the week. The seven-day period leaving, leading up to um, 
the election just and the different ways that the campaigns it's really honestly because like i i rolled so much through trying to pull those clips that i was like i just need something fun now so let me see like i know how trump rallies go you can't ever tell trump not to be trump um and not to not to act the way that he knows best so he's doing this was actually this actually happened the night before the debate this first clip the rest of them um are all after the debate um he was doing a uh a rally in pennsylvania um pennsylvania where he won last time against hillary clinton and um just one of the lines that caught my attention just because i thought what an odd way to talk to your crowd before the plague came in i had it made i wasn't coming to erie I I mean, I have to be honest. There's no way I was coming. I didn't have to. I would have called you and said, hey, Erie, you know, if you have a chance, get out. But we had this thing won. Nah, whatever. Wow. You know. Wow. You were an afterthought until this. I fucking think so little of you. A phone call can convince your dumbasses. It was a a typical, you're just a flyover state moment. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Which is so funny because they were so integral. Like, they were such a big part of his fucking win. That's not what you say. You say, like, even I had the sun up in the bag and I was was still gonna come here because that's how much I fucking like. It's a cheap pop moment. He's just a. He's just. I don't know. He's a funny what guy. A backhanded <laughs> compliment. Funny what, guy. <laughs> what a backhanded <laughs> compliment. Goddamn. Uh, Any that... stand-up comedian in the world will tell you like that's not how you do it. You you butter them up and tell them how much you love their city. You find out which local town. Unless they you're hate Dave and make Chappelle, a joke about it. right? Then you like, can just be like, well, yeah, I hate, but I hate you too. Trump is not Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trump is not Dave Chappelle. No, no, he cannot pull off that level of like hateable, lovable guy. Like. Um, so he has a, um, on October 27th, he is in Lansing, Michigan doing a rally. And this is where the moment of like one of the big goofy moments that has been in the news a lot this week is the, uh, husband line, him talking to women about getting their husbands back to work. Um, we all know that line. What I think is interesting is the part just before it. So I'm going to play it in its entirety but up there isn't that somewhat misogynistic like appealing to women based on what their husbands oh yeah that that part of it is but that just struck me but listen to this part that happens just before that that the media like kind like completely missed and i think might be a bigger thing because women suburban or otherwise they want security they want security they want safety they want law and order they have to have law and order and we're going to do great. And I love women, and I can't help it. They're the greatest. I love them much more than the men. Much more than the men. So I'm saving suburbia. I'm getting your kids back to school. Get your kids back to school. You know, we won that big Supreme Court case against your governor. So what the hell happened? Why isn't it open? Still not open? You know, we sued. We won the case. What are they appealing? She's appealing the case. Hey, Governor, let your state open. Get your kids back to school, Governor. Not a good governor. Real quick, before we get to the clip, the part of the clip that you've heard, this is Lansing, Michigan. This is the governor who had a plot against her to be kidnapped, and several people got arrested. And he's up on stage in Michigan... Inside, like, 
she's a bad person. She's a, like, whatever, nasty woman. Insert whatever thing he said over the years. It's her fault your kids can't go to school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let the, like, it just, to me, that struck me. And then, of course, you've got the, the, the soundbite. And you know what else? I'm also getting your husband's. They want to get back to work, right? They want to get back to work. We're getting your husbands back to work. So it's the whole thing is misogynistic and whatever, but that part I think also like gets the, missed. That like he's shitting on the governor who like could have been kidnapped a week ago, and like yeah. that doesn't do good even things. Even before then, even the misogyny part, he was misogynistic before he started like dunking on a governor who just had her life threatened. Right. When he was saying that, like, women love law and order. They like to feel safe. And I'm, like, I love them more than the men. Have I'll you, protect them more than your husband. Have like, you seen my law and order? It's the biggest law and order in right? town. Right? Like, how fucking... <laughs> bum, not bum, only bum, is he, bum, like, we're gonna bum, get your, your husbands bum. back to work, but, like, you know I love you more than them. Like, what the fuck kind of creepy ass... Yeah, I don't know. Mm. That that one bugged me a lot. That and it bugged me more that the media didn't really seem to like pick up on that. Though, and maybe it, maybe I'm wrong. Well, but no, like, I, to me that was the, the same, bigger thing. This is the same speech where they chant "Lock her up" at Whitmore, right? Mm-hmm. And he like stands yeah. by and encourages it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen th- that moment. You I mean, like it is disgusting. Well, that's another one of his favorite sound bites. Trump lock her up, right? <laughs> Trump. I mean, he he is playing the hits at this point. He's on fucking a reunion tour. Um, Just flipping that record over. At this point, though, it's like Trump hits so many new lows. Like, I I don't blame us for missing some stories or thinking that it's not being covered enough because, like, where do you even aim your fucking gaze to, like— Right. Yeah, I don't know. Even Sauron would miss some of this stuff. Even in the (laughs) 70s when we had the height of, like, we were just kicking off with 24-hour television and there was a lot of reporters. Like, so many have lost staff and cut staff in the last four, you know, years— he had Even a, before that, but you know. he had another moment that I thought the media did kind of a disservice when they were talking about it. Um, I pulled the clip. Uh, uh, there were a lot of media outlets talking about how he was complaining about the weather, but I think there's a bigger thing in that Omaha speech. It's in that same clip. Is there any place you would rather be than a Trump rally on about a 10 degree evening? 10 degree. It's cold out here, but that's okay. You know, we just left Wisconsin, it was cold. And we left Michigan, it was cold and raining. And I said, I won't put on a hat because I'm gonna show you how tough we are. That was a tough one. It was pouring, it was pouring and it was freezing and it's the coldest right here, I hate to tell you. Well, it's a little later. It's an honor to be with you, I have to say. When we win, you win, Nebraska wins, and all of America wins, and that's the way we're Guys, Trump knows just what it's like to be you. He doesn't wear a hat, and he gets cold. Right. He knows what the price of bread costs. No, no, no. He's wearing a hat, his toupe. Okay, so, (laughs) but I'm glad that you picked up on that. Because that was a part that I didn't think that the media fucking... Is like, that what he thinks an everyman comment is? No, no, like, no. I think that... No, I think that's what... That's a strongman comment. He's relating to your drunk uncle at no, Christmas. Uh, you guys know that it's, it's real cold out here. It sucks. No. Yeah. I don't even have to wear a hat. You know, they say you lose 90% of your body heat through your head. I don't wear a hat. That means I'm fucking tough, guys. <laughs> that is what he's doing. He's strongmaning right. it. He just had COVID. 
And he that was air quotes for those who couldn't hear that. I purposely <laughs> made them air quotes. <laughs> so um, there's a fine line between tough and stupid as well. But yeah, I mean, all he's doing is he's just being he's doing the my dick is Which, bigger than COVID. It's not again. like, dude, you're not tough for taking on COVID when you have the best health care of anybody in the world. You're a fucking supposed it's also billionaire. Completely irresponsible when getting, like, when you have charges being leveled at your feet that you fucked up a pandemic. It's <laughs> like, like people that sit out on the beach when a hurricane's well, coming in having a party. I don't and I don't know. Right, I, I don't know hurricane. <laughs> I don't know for a hundred percent certainty that it's this rally, but one of Trump's rallies recently, um, a bunch of people were left in the cold for an hour and a half. It at is least. this. It is this yeah. rally. People got fucking hospitalized at this rally when he's talking about yep. it being so cold because the buses didn't come back for them, and they were left there until one thirty in the fucking morning. Like, why are you going to a political rally well, in the he, first place? Well, like, he I, got on I, a I'm, fucking Air Force One that was heated and jetted off to another. Like, yeah. he like fuck the whole. I'm cold. I, You're cold I, I don't for two care. seconds. Yeah, he was actually. I don't in care Lansing how much I like night. the candidate. I don't care how much I like the candidate. I'm not going to a political rally ever. You're not catching me dead there. No, no. And then not. To, I might throw a to shoe go to at one someone. that's it's ten degrees outside. Just somewhere. Remember Bush? Got hit with a shoe. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. That was me. That was you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I traveled with you, to Europe just for that. I don't. I like not probably not now. Like not at this point in my life. Um, I would. Well, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe the I, podcast could take me places, but that's if the yeah. listener starts paying. Yeah. I could have seen back in my like uh, my rose colored glasses days of supporting Obama and we're gonna change shit in two thousand eight for a brief moment. I probably could have attended a political rally. I don't think now I would ever go. I think I'm way too jaded. Yeah, I think uh, in true compare and contrast uh, fashion, we should take we should check in with Joe Biden on the same day. The Lansing uh, soundbite and the, the which like so yeah the the. Uh, sending your husbands back to work clip and the what I called tiny frozen hands um, in <laughs> Omaha. Uh, those were both on the 27th. On the same day, Joe Biden was um, in Georgia. I can't tell you how important it is that we flip the United States Senate. There's no state more consequential than Georgia in that fight. You have two competitive races here at stake. You have two great candidates who are going to need all the support they can get. Reverend Warnock and John Ossoff, both great candidates. So Joe Biden goes down to Georgia, and he does it. He was with, looking for a soul to steal. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was, he was looking for a seat to steal. And, uh, uh. yeah, missed it. <laughs> um, the... But like, but that's good. Like, that's where a presidential campaign should fucking be, right? Like, not talking about like oh, I didn't want to be in your fucking town. God damn it! <laughs> like, I could have done with those with a phone call if there wasn't a pandemic. Son of a bitch! I was gonna tell you to just like, yeah, you know, vote I, if you wanna. I gotta be out here to tell you about how the economy is gonna be better. I think that that is uh that that is a good thing, and like, and he stays on point. There's a he that is a common theme throughout his campaigning in Georgia for the last few days. Let's give the people of Georgia two new senators who fight for your interests, not not for Donald Trump's interests. I also think it's a good point because that we've seen that so often in a Senate that has 
in my opinion, been completely negligent in the way that they've handled this president. There are so many reasons and ways that anyone who was serious and not led by Mitch McConnell um, could have they could have checked this president and not allowed it to get to the point where we had like the Ukrainian deal and like it didn't ever have like it didn't have to get to fucking impeachment if he would have gotten checked anywhere along the way. And so I think that Joe Biden uh as as a candidate for the other from the other side um and sees an opportunity where the where the where the branch of the government could be within grasp. I think that's a good message to sell, especially in fucking Georgia. If you can se- if you can sell that message in Georgia, Democrats don't go to fucking Georgia. Like they're not going to win that. Well, you, you got Atlanta and that's about it. Right. Well, and how much would it suck for Biden to win the presidency, but not win the Senate? Like that would essentially. Uh, It'd be the same thing that's happening Obama, right now. Obama, right. that happened to Obama, done. and that that stalled him from doing anything. Like he can win the presidency, but if he can't actually enact any change besides executive order, like he's gonna be a one-term president. You right. know? Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. And and he's letting the people. And I just think I think it's interesting. We'll get in in a second to why Georgia is interesting, but he's got a he he's been campaigning there a lot. Um in the last couple of days and uh, I think he's making a solid effort. Everybody knows who Donald Trump is. Let's show them who we are. We choose hope over fear, unity over division, science over fiction, and yes, truth over lies. So folks, it's time to stand up. And take back our democracy. I, I just want to point out that the reason you're hearing horns honking, honking so much, like, is because they're at an right. outdoor rally. Yeah, it's a drive. We should it, probably say that because it sounds like people are like driving by, being like, "I agree just, with that guy." He's it's just like, in a fucking Arby's parking lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody um, gave him a bullhorn. Right. Um, no, yeah, that is that is why you. Although I do kind of think that every presidential debate now should have people honking their horns when they agree because that's a great sound, way more than people clapping. That's a fucking terrific sound. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like every sports game yeah, you've ever led. Right? Yeah. yeah. After the home team wins. You're like, this was fun for seven like, minutes. What asshole behind <laughs> us has yeah. the fucking air horn? Right. When you're stuck in the parking garage for a half hour <laughs> and it's still going on, then yeah. There like, is, give it a rest, Mike. There are some <laughs> there there are some interesting things happening here. The fact that uh, Joe Biden is able to um, is able to campaign so often in Georgia over the over the final stretch is interesting because uh, because Demo- it's not a state that's typically in play for Democrats. Um, and so that got me kind of looking into what are some numbers that surround. This can't these campaigns in the final week and something that I found astounding and probably one of the major reasons that Georgia is in play um, is because of the fucking money availability of these two campaigns. Um, And and while these are outrageous numbers in their own right, um, the fucking divide is kind of crazy to me because you would think that an incumbent should have. A pretty decent head start. Well, and am I the only worried one worried a little bit about like 
embezzlement or the funneling of money. Trump has raked in a ton of money for this re-election campaign, and suddenly they don't have enough to, like, throw up. They're pulling ads in vital states. has, Has Trump raised it? Or has the RNC? Because the RNC does have money, and we'll get into that. Um, I pulled an article from NBC News that was actually written yesterday on October 28th um, that kind of goes over, that kind of looks at the spending of, of the campaigns. Um, and it was really interesting to me. Uh, Trump's campaign has, t- as of yesterday, has $10.1 million uh, booked on television and radio ads between Wednesday and Election Day, uh, compared to Biden's $50 million. Um, Ooh, that's a big gap. Yeah, that's forty million fucking dollar gap. Yeah, it's pre- five times as much. Now the president can still count on a big assist from the Republican National Committee, which which is spending another twelve point six million in swing states, as well as from outside groups set to spend tens of millions more. Um, but I do think it's interesting that in Florida, Trump's campaign has just three hundred thousand dollars booked there between now and election day, with the RNC sp- set to spit set to spend two point one million dollars on TV and radio um, in the state of Florida. That can that compares to Biden's ca- the Biden campaign's seven point seven million in ad bookings in the state, and Democrats as a whole set to outspend Republicans in the Sunshine State by a factor of four, like. So I'm I, I'm curious. Is this because Trump doesn't have the money to run ads, or are they relying on the same thing that propelled him to victory in 2016, which was free advertising? That they think that they can like, we, why would we pay for ads when we can just say outrageous shit and get that, CNN to cover us? Honestly, I think that the I don't know what the RNC is doing. I think the RNC probably has a harder time uh, raising money for Trump than you. Or I might think um, just because like they are still talking to some like they're pulling from moderates as well. Well, and like so they have you you have the uh, the cap on how much you can give to a candidate. So it doesn't matter that your your base has a lot of rich people in it. Right. But so like the majority of Trump's base. Isn't probably, you know, super rich. Right. Well, and I also think, too, that, like, they probably, a lot of Trump's base probably didn't donate that and, much last time because they didn't have to because he was going against Hillary Clinton. There were different fucking variables, and his kind of, like, popularity and, and outsider, like, persona yeah. is kind of what propelled that well, movement. And then you also have to consider the fact that, like, Putin. in the last four years, a lot of people have gotten in trouble. A lot of businesses, a lot of CEOs have gotten in trouble for putting money into Trump's campaign and then that being like something that like people were like boycott this company. Yeah, I'm wondering right. how like it's just bad for business at a certain point if for a lot of people. If he actually drained the swamp like he said he was going to instead of just like sort of unplugging it and then replugging it and repacking it. Mm-hmm. Like he, a like a modem going out, he yeah. like unplug it, plug it back yeah. in. Yeah. But so like if if he would have actually done that, he still could have played the outsider card. Like I'm still not a politician. Like no, you've dabbled in politics and you're bad at it. Right. right. Yeah. You have how many Enron people on like you gave jobs to? Bad like, at politics. No. You're bad at businessing. <laughs> like bad at paying loans back. Apparently. Yeah. Um, you got a, you got a stupid haircut. Hotels. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Good at paying the Chinese government tax money. I mean, you're, you're really good at paying off porn stars to not talk for a couple years, but that yeah, even but it's then, all like fake money. Like it's all just it's, Michael Cohen's it's bullshit. Donald's bucks, man. <laughs> like, um, is that like Jeffrey bucks? Do you remember <laughs> he, Donald made his uh, Don made his own game of Monopoly, 
Like, I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> Don like, yeah, it wouldn't surprise Don Napoli. <laughs> Trump, Trumpopoly. I'm fucking trademarking that so that when he gets kicked out there, next there's week, a we're squatting on that. We're squatting on that website right Fuck now. Yeah. Who who's Monopoly? Is it the Parker Brothers or is that Hillsboro? Uh, I think it's Parker Brothers. Yeah. So the talk about beating a dead horse. They've been selling the same thing right. for what um, feels like a century. Something that I think is interesting is that when all aligned groups are combined with the campaign's future spending, Democrats are set to outspend Republicans one hundred and nine point eight million dollars to forty point seven million on the pre- on presidential ad airwaves Damn. in the closing days. That's nearly three to one advantage. Um, and Biden and company have the luxury of advertising in both core battleground states and ex- and in expansion states like Georgia and Texas. Um, Texas is the other one, too, that we're seeing a lot of polls That's a big deal. in this closing yeah. week where they're neck and neck. And, like, yeah, we know a, Beto, Trump's only up by one point. Beto it, O'Rourke didn't win against it, Ted Cruz, but he came so fucking yeah, close in close. a deeply red state that, like, mm-hmm. that should be sending warning bells to the GOP of, like, yeah. oh, we're fucking up. Well, then herein lies the question is how deep is that state red anymore? Right. Yeah, it could I mean, very well be a purple state. They're ceding a lot of ground to the suburbs, and especially suburban women, because the best message they can come up with is, we're getting your husbands back to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I if think any, I if feeling, any of them can see through well, the misogyny. I have a feeling if we said that to either one of your wives, your wives would slap the fuck out of him. Being yeah, like, I don't rely yeah. on my husband for my life. Like, yeah, I want him to get back to work. I want to get back to work, too. Like, I want to be able to put right. my kids back in daycare and not worry about them getting yeah, sick. Me, me and my wife are about a dead even split. If either one of us lose our jobs, then we're in trouble. Right. right. It's not like you're not the yeah. person. She's not I mean, sitting that's at home the way waiting it works. to come home yeah. like in, you're a breadwinner. Like, that's millennial life. Yeah, you fit, know? fitty fitty. Yeah. On like, everything. <laughs> um, interesting note, too. Uh, Trump has yet to write a check to help his own campaign out. Probably because he's fucking broke, which we know now. We don't know that until his taxes come out, so we'll never know that. Right. Yeah, I skipped the audit clip, but there was a clip where he bullshat about audits. Still that, being, it's four years. Yeah. I don't fucking buy that well, anymore. Which is why when I saw it in the lineup, we were, I was like, fuck this, I'm moving on. I'm, yeah. I'm done with this we can, nonsense. We can cover this in one <laughs> sentence. Right. Um, so, you, you think if Biden wins Texas, it's just a walk away? Fuck yeah. If Biden wins if Texas, Biden wins, I think the GOP is going to flip the fuck out being like, uh, what did we do? If like, Biden wins Texas, I think that I think in the scenario that Biden wins Texas, like ev- the Senate is in big trouble for the Republicans too. Like I think if the country has gone that and I think there's a possibility of that. Like I do think that there's a possibility that that like Trump's base is loud. But that the majority of people are like, I'm fucking sick of this. And not just sick of Donald Trump. Sick of not being able to talk to each other because of Donald Trump. Like, you know, like, there are people that I can't fucking talk to. Family members that, like, I, not close family members, but, like, family members that, like, at events, I, like, dude, I'm not interested in having any conversation, any type of way that we used to be able to, because now it's like your team versus mine. The orange god king. Yep. And especially considering that we're about to walk into Thanksgiving, or Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Right. Right before the most contentious election since... 2000 and think about it too for like for a lot of people it's not only like the holidays that are coming up but they're going to be lockdown holidays and the reality for some people that understand that that it's going to probably be fucking lockdown holidays and socially distanced holiday and like all of that shit's going to come fucking back like it 
we don't need more Donald fucking Trump. <laughs> like we don't need more of this shit. Like, and I, and I, and so I think that like there is a possibility. I don't know. I'm not banking on Texas. A lot going. of people like to tout the economy. Like that's his biggest accomplishment. No, his biggest accomplishment is making exactly what we've just explained. People, people not be able to yeah. talk to each other. Yep. He's or, ruined Thanksgiving dinner even more than it already well, was. And not only, <laughs> not only, <laughs> right. Not only that, uh, we can't talk to each other, but like even with us, if I was on the phone with you, we'd be fine having a conversation. If I was on the phone with you in a store, I wouldn't say things on the phone with you yeah. that I would say on the podcast yeah, or you, in. You'd uh, get Karen in the next aisle over. What did you say? Yeah, <laughs> and like that's what Donald Trump. You're has done an to idiot. Us. I'm gonna um, publicly chastise you now. So I do think that it's interesting. I pulled an article about uh, the battleground states because there are more battleground states this time than there were last time, um, and that's mostly because Trump is he. It's crazy that he's Teflon he's so Don, and he's just like so good at shooting himself in the yeah. foot. Um, I don't know about you guys, but if I have to read one more article debating whether Pennsylvania is going to be this like the most important state in this election, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. All right. Like, well, give me, we give me a couple of minutes. Oh, <laughs> give me a couple of minutes to get into this before you start off. And people pulled an article from Newsweek this morning about battleground states. Um, so we've got in here five days ahead of the general election. Polling data shows Joe Biden maintaining his lead over President Donald Trump in several critical battleground states. While Trump's 2016 win against Hillary Clinton has bred skepticism about whether voter surveys are trustworthy indicators of election results, given that most of those polls favored Democratic non nominee prior to the election day four years ago. Biden's current advantage is wider and more consistent than Clinton's in in national as well as state polls. Um, state States considered key battlegrounds in 2020 are Arizona, Florida, Michigan, Minnesota, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. And while Texas appears less reliably read this year um, than is compared that, with previous election cycles. Is that shocking to you guys that, like, Texas is in play and Missouri's not yet. I and think like, Texas is way redder than we are as a state, right? I would think. No, they, they execute like the mentally trend. challenged people. I wouldn't think so though, because like their cities are growing in population. Yeah, Texas has cities. Oh, at a rate that yeah, yeah. we're not. We have two. We have two cities, and half of our well, city is in two other states. Texas like, also has probably a lot more immigrants in it too, because they're right next to Mexico. So I'm willing to bet there's a lot of more like. That would probably play a part in them being more liberal than we are, being square in the middle of the country. I just think population size is going to make them more liberal. Well, like, like you, you should point. go to Dallas or Austin, and you'd be surprised how progressive those cities are. Like, any any state with a huge population is probably going to be more liberal. Like, where is the fucking... The... the the conservative like bastion well, like, where like there's like millions it, and millions Texas of, has always been Texas. There's always the Texas mindset. Right. And it's changing. Cause uh those cities are growing from outside Texas. Right. Um a handful of the states in play have a large number of electoral votes and so they could prove especially important in determining 
the election's outcome. For this reason, Biden and Trump have focused their respective campaign efforts on voters in Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and North Carolina in recent weeks. Um, Texas has the second highest number of electoral votes after California, and the latest polls point to a close race in the Lone Star State. It would be crazy. It, It would be game over. Like, if Texas... Is in if play, you, yeah. If you get California Cal- and, te- and Texas, because like, Dems that's... are gonna have California, like yeah, yeah. Silicon Valley can fuck off, <laughs> like <they're, laughs> like Dems are gonna have California. Um, so I don't know. On Thursday, the latest polling statistics published by Five Thirty Eight placed Biden ahead of Trump in most swing states, with former Vice President and current Democratic presidential not with the former vice president and current democratic presidential nominee gaining the most significant advantages in Michigan, Minnesota, and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. 538's data showed Biden ahead by an average of two percentage points in Florida, three and a half points in Arizona, eight points in Michigan and Minnesota, two points in North Carolina and more than five points in Pennsylvania and eight and a half points in Wisconsin. That's going to be hard. That's that's a tall hill for Donald Trump yeah. to climb. And it's it's getting increasingly harder to believe that the polls are as wrong as they could be in 2016 because even if they were, Biden has such a bigger a much more comfortable lead. Well, and they said that like I'd seen somebody say that I can't remember which station it was on, but it made that point that like look, if the polls are at exactly as wrong as they were in 2016 biden still walks away with this like the the he's pulling away to where um, like the margin of error doesn't fucking matter the only way that trump wins this is that there apparently there turns out to be uh, a a large coalition of silent majority voters who don't want to say they're trump supporters right intergalactic space beings that would be the only answer like (laughs) or russia russia um, let's see. Polling yeah, I don't know. polling averages indicated Trump's lead in Texas stood at one percentage point as of Thursday morning after survey data released early in the week placed the two candidates at an even split among likely voters. Although Texas has already seen record turnout during its early voting period, um, a large population of Trump supporters are expected to cast votes on election day. 538's election forecast indicates Trump is fav- is the favored candidate in Texas, um, but Biden's odds of earning a majority of the state's votes are higher than his opponent's odds of securing Pennsylvania, a state both candidates are fighting to win. A He's di- only favored by 1%? Yeah. That is scary. Yeah. How far Texas has fallen. <laughs> it's, is it? I don't know if it's how far Texas has fallen, though, because I think that, like, if it was somebody else, like, I don't think that Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz would have been as close if they were running against each other for president. Like, because I think Texas still would have been, like, Republican president. Well, Ted so, Cru- and Ted Cruz is their boy. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, though, that this is, I think it's a referendum on Trump. Like, yeah, I think he's that fucking is. bad. Like, like, if it was Ted Cruz against Biden... Texas would be completely red. I think if red. it was Jeb Bush, Texas would be fucking completely yeah. red. Ooh, that's an insult. Any other Republican than Trump? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Joe Scarborough. <laughs> 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 like, uh, additional polling data showed Biden with a significant edge over his Republican opponent in the suburban communities across multiple swing states. Results 
of a recent survey conducted by Third Way and David Bender, Binder, uh, research gave Biden double-digit leads among suburban voters in six battleground states, with Trump trailing the Democratic presidential nominee by 11 points in Arizona, Florida, Michigan, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. At this point, there doesn't seem to be any path to victory for Trump that's not replicating 2016. Winning the Electoral College, but... Well, I think he's got a harder job to do on this one because yeah. Biden is not Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton was right. extremely unlikable. Yeah. Biden is Biden. Yeah. Biden, he, yeah. he is a really good message right now, but prior to this campaign trail, he was very milk toast. Yeah, he's just mashed potatoes, plain mashed potatoes. I bet well, most he's, instant he's, mashed potatoes. He's, throw, he's throwing a lot of salt and pepper into it. He might have <laughs> even thrown a dash of garlic. Right. And I say that because of his Unite the Country rallying cry. Yeah. 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 Mm. And um, then, well, then he's able to answer the question of what would you tell people on a, on a, yeah, on give a, give a coherent answer. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's been an interesting week. I think that those numbers kind of go along with at least like just the way, like maybe that's why Trump in the bits that I got where I, where I was just thinking like, why the fuck would you say this in the final week leading up to it? I don't want to be here. I'm like, Maybe yeah. this is why, because maybe he knows. That, in a state that you're trailing, you right. got to give him a backhanded compliment. Yeah, okay, but, but it's not it's <laughs> not the way to make those numbers not eight and a half fucking points. Yeah. So I don't know. So uh, now we are going to do something in honor of the election um, that we have not done, I think, since probably around the time that Mitch left the show. Um, but I, it's something that we're going to do f- at least until Inauguration Day. So whatever happens between now and whoever the fucking president is that's sworn in on Inauguration Day, I'm bringing a segment back. Hey, Shapiro, bring in the board. I'm not going to put him on the floor. Put them all on the board. Put it on the board. I don't give a damn how loud you say. You can say it loud as you want to. Don't put it on the board. That's my board, dude. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. I'll be as scared as they all day long. It might as well look pleasant. You can put it on the board. Yeah. Yes. All right. I want to keep track. All right. How long? Wait. How long did it take you to make that, dude? I rushed. How did you keep it a secret? Because you tell me. Oh, dude. Like, everything. It was hard. I listened to that so many times before you guys got here. I usually got done with that. It you up a little bit. Oh, it did. <laughs> I got done with that oh, probably God. about an hour before you got here. But I was like, fuck it. I want this. All right. Uh, so, Frank, start. Mm. What's your prediction? And you can't argue with me this time because if Jim has a better one than you, then you're going to get butthurt about it. So... so. <laughs> I started doing my predictions in two ways. I started doing them if Trump wins, here's what I predict he'll do. If Trump loses, because he's the wild card in all this, right? Well, yeah. What Trump's going to do. We know what Biden's going to do. It's going to be eight or four years of Obama, essentially, except without the charisma. Um, but I realized halfway through that like a lot of the things that I think Trump's going to do if he wins are things I think he's going to do if he loses. I think either way, he's going to probably do the same thing. And the number one thing I think he's going to do is fire Fauci. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, like yeah. in November after the election, I mean, the day. I mean, the moment we know the results, whether he wins or loses, um, which we'll get into my next my next prediction. But I'll let you guys go first. He's gonna is fire it, Fauci. Is he gonna say 
You're fired. Oh, oh, yeah. He'll put out a fucking YouTube video or tweet it out like tweet the way he out. fucking. He He'll did have Mueller. a bunch of sound bites of him on Comey. the uh, what yeah. was it, The Apprentice? Yeah, um, yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. I hope not, but I could. Uh, Jim, what do you think is going to happen? And you can break that down any way you want to. We'll probably just go around in a circle a couple of times. Um, but, I mean, you can look at it from what is uh, the next term slash next presidency going to be like, or you can look at it as uh, the way that I thought about it um, was what is going to happen between now and Inauguration Day? Um, because the... Between now and Inauguration Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because then that's so something... So not that's, really what the next presidency looks like, but just yeah, what, the, what life is going to be like between now and Inauguration in Day. In fact, I'd even... Yeah, I'd purposely stay away from what the next is going to be now that I've said it out loud. Um, because if we put Inauguration Day, which is will also be the anniversary of the show we can come back and see where we stand how many of these came to fruition so um what do you think so i think either way frank's probably right that trump's gonna fire fauci but if if biden wins then you know fires fauci immediately rehired <laughs> I, I, yeah i would imagine that <laughs> pretty good prediction I, yeah it's called that naming a mountain it's called a <laughs> yeah. it's called a boeing layoff <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but no uh so if, if biden wins and i hate to predict things like civil unrest and whatnot because it's just doom and gloom but i feel like there'd probably be a little bit of loud a-holes out there from the really dug-in Trump base, whether or not there's going to be violence, it it only it all depends on if it looks like Charlottesville. I'll make, uh, but I don't think there's going to be a heavy amount of violence. I will piggyback off your prediction a little bit, um, but kind of go for, at it from the other side. I think if Trump wins, there will be riots. Oh yeah, um, I can agree with that. I and so in that sense, I think that like the violence uh, is in a in a year where riots are commonplace. Yeah, yeah. in an era where riots are commonplace, really, because I mean it's it's more than this year. Um, but it's yeah, hard, well, it's, them, it's been uh, significantly more common, and this it's year. hard to see them evaporating right at the like the most tense moment we've had in our history recently. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Either way, there's going to be demonstrations. Whether or not there'll be riots is a different story. Right. Frank, you can go with another one. Um, My next one would be, I think regardless if Trump wins or loses, we'll probably see this, but I think it's much more likely if he loses, we're going to see a wave of pardons hitting. He's going to pardon everyone. He's going to pardon Flynn. He's going to pardon Stone. He's going to pardon Manafort. He's going to preemptively pardon all of his children. He's going to try to pardon himself. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll see if that works. But like, he will attempt. That is it. Not, he's actually gonna. It, that's not what, gonna fucking work. Would he I mean, actually he say it? it? Would he actually tweet it? I'm gonna try to pardon I myself. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that would work. And if there's I don't a think single so. smart person now, around him, now, they'd be like, "Dude, if you what, tweet anything, it's evidence." Here's what <laughs> like, I, I. This is a far prediction, but if Trump loses. I think you could possibly see moments before Biden is set to take office, Trump step down, Pence take over, and pull a Gerald Ford and pardon Trump. 
So that way he, mm. can't, he can get around the whole, I, oh, I can't pardon myself. Don't worry, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know if Pence would do that. He, I mean, he'd be risking 2024. Well, I don't think Pence would do I think it's that. a far reach, but I think if they're being smart and they really want to protect too principled. Trump. Because Trump He's is, too principled to be able to play this I also don't think he role. needs to worry about 2024. Oh, how fucking great. <laughs> How great would it be if, like, Trump stepped down and Pence took office and then just sat there for two minutes and just, like, quietly, like, said it out, like, nope, we're not going to pardon you. Man, this chair is nice. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you just see Trump disappear. Where's the Arab rug that I brought here four years ago? All of a sudden there's there's a a ship leaving the harbor head towards (laughs) Russia. I think, but regardless, I don't know about uh, pardoning himself, but he's going to pardon everyone, anybody who is loyal to him. And then, like yeah, people like uh, like Cohen, who turned on him or he thinks turned on him, he's gonna be left out to dry. Yeah, I think so the more interesting thing, like he could do something, like if he really wanted to, like he's talked about pardoning Snowden. Um, I've even seen some people like talk about the fact that, like, if he really wanted to fuck with people, he could pardon everyone who's been convicted of a federal marijuana crime. Julian Assange. In his last couple, of, you know, like, dude, if he how man he wouldn't. You, I don't know, man, because that would be the biggest fuck you. Oh, it would because it would, would solidify the, everything. Well, if he loses, <laughs> Julian Assange might get pardoned. Yeah, <laughs> if he wins, he probably won't pardon him. Um, but even imagine Biden trying to like come into office, like, all right, now like half the people that were in prison are suddenly free and the records are expunged, and you have to figure that out. Like, that's a fucking handicap, yeah. right? Yeah, it's just leaving it with mounds of paperwork. Yeah, I mean that's it seems like petty enough that Trump would do it. Piggybacking uh, off of Frank, I'm going to say that he hands out, if Trump loses, he hands out all those pardons, and then all of a sudden you just see him disappear. You hear, you'll never hear from him again. I don't know if that's he'll true. Pull, he'll pull a I'll, Julian Assange. He'll be tweeting every step of the way. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you don't think he can get rid of his electronics? No. The only 70-plus-year-old man that could not put the phone down? <laughs> tweeting from a hut in Belarus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, or some fucking country that would not extradite him. Uh, <laughs> I, although I don't know. That's the other thing too. Is what's funny is he's made that comment that like if I lose, I'll just leave. Well, it, my first thought was like, yeah, to avoid prosecution, not because you're <laughs> yeah, fucking mad. Yeah. Uh, secondly, like you owe money to people all over the world. How many people are not gonna extradite extradite you back? Like, <laughs> you know. I'd be um, calling up Kim Jong Un, being like, "Kim, come on, Rocket Man, come yeah, on, let man. me in. <laughs> let me have some of your fake fruit on the north, your north fucking mili- border. Your military <laughs> praise looks so good, man. Come on, right? Um, here's one that's easy for me. Uh, Trump will, um, Trump will declare himself a winner on election night, and before the uh, mail in. Ballots have been counted, um, and then, and his and his base will accept that because that's what they want to be true. Well, that's what they do. They uh, right, so, every word of his. I, I want to piggyback on yours really quickly and just say that I think you're right, but I think that I'm going to take it a step farther and say that Fox News is the first person to declare it for Trump, like officially news organization. They're going to be the first, and they're going to declare it early for him as a win. That's what interesting. Are you thinking, like right after dinner, I'll take one American news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll declare it before Fox, for I'm sure. A, Alex like, Jones will fucking declare it today. I am, <laughs> <laughs> I'm basing, this, I'm basing my, my thought on Fox News based on that Tucker Carlson, like, can we, I don't want to yeah. get... Tucker, Tucker Carlson is, like, yeah, he, like... 
He's turned into Alex Jones. Honestly. He is the news version of Stormy Daniels. Well, he's not even really the news anymore. He's just an op-ed show. Yeah, he's he's nothing. He's getting fatter. Even though. Fox News I hope knows he hears that Tucker this. Carlson isn't news. Right. Uh, he gets ratings though. Mm. Well, yeah. <laughs> so does Ice Road Truckers though. It doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. One of the most most watched shows ever was about guys catching crabs on a boat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not the fun kind of crabs, though, where it'd be interesting to watch. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, nice. (laughs) So, uh, so I think I'm going to piggyback off my own prediction and say that then after he declares himself the winner. When it turns out that Joe Biden is the winner, because that's because that's what I think, I predict that Joe Biden will win. Um, I then he will he will not only cry fraud, but he will uh, start targeting specific states. You could probably pick them by the color that they voted. Um, Florida. To dis- to disqualify their ballots, he will find reasons to disqualify ballots in places like Nevada and Pennsylvania. Um, he's already been setting up that Pennsylvania is a bad place. He said that in the first debate. That was where the poll watchers thing came into play. Um, I could see he, him heavily disputing Pennsylvania. Yeah, but for two thousand nostalgia, I want to say that Florida gets a recount. I think Texas. Could oh be yeah, the one. put it on the board. Put Florida it on the board. <laughs> I think Texas For old time's sake. Yeah. Do you have any prediction? Do you want to make any solid predictions about Texas? Are we all saying red? Yeah. Does I'm anyone want to take blue? My brain says that Texas will go red, but there's a chance. Yeah. I, w- I don't even want to make a prediction about who wins, though. Like I, I think based on the polling that Biden will win, but I want to say Trump will win just because if he does win or if he does lose, I can be like, I was wrong. Yay. Like I don't want to like. Yeah. yeah, I don't worry about my stakes in this that much. <laughs> my as at least in fucking the outcome of what happens. Um, I don't know. I think to me it's hard to see a way that Biden doesn't win. Um, I mean I know that it comes down to like votes only matter in certain states. Well, and we've but, already like, seen though, like, but we're so far out of the the woods with like what we know to be true. Hawaii just announced, I think today, that they have more people voting early than they had vote in the entire 2016 election. So, like, I don't even know that we really, That's like— amazing. So, uh, this might be, like, the uh, the highest voter turnout we've seen in a while, which and, would be, like— And that kind man, of— Trump did one oh, thing, right? This is undoubtedly going to be higher than 2016 as far as turnout goes. Do you think that—prediction—let's put this on the board. Where do you think this stacks up against Obama— in terms of voter turnout, yeah. What was? Do you remember his? Uh, Can look it up. Yeah, if you don't mind, because I don't remember the exact. I know we we, we typically don't crack like sixty percent, right, of people actually yeah. voting. We're a pretty apathetic country, and if Trump like, well, do you blame us? No, not at all. <laughs> we, and it's been like you don't trust, you know. But like the la- if Trump did nothing else but then get people to pay attention to politics and to think that their vote could matter, I mean, in that respect, maybe he did us a favor, at least in a. Uh, a glass half full kind of way, you know? Oh, wait, it was 50, 57.1%. Mm. And then 2012 was 54.9. 2016 was 55 and a half. 
Yeah, so we're not half the country doesn't even doesn't vote. even vote. Yeah. I would say we get up to three fourths. I think we're gonna probably crack seventy five percent selection. Seventy five? That's yeah. I think three out of every four will vote. That's a twenty percent jump. I mean, if more people voted early in Hawaii so far than voted on all twenty sixteen, but we haven't even gotten to I think we'll day. easily crack sixty. Yeah. Somewhere between sixty and seventy five. Probably somewhere between sixty and seventy. Probably somewhere between sixty and sixty five. Like for real, like yeah. because like yes, we have a high voter turnout. I agree, um, but or we have a high amount of early voting, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's t- because the numbers are going up. It could like that could also be completely like the pandemic and people are not going to go out on election day. That's true. And so like just because I mean if you well, take we're mailing comes right so like well and but the early voting and the like the mail and can be dropped off and like you've seen like where like people are taking the they're not mailing them in they're taking them to their election whatever committee council like whatever yeah. the fuck it is um but like so i don't know i do think that the voter turnout is going to be high it'll be interesting to see if how it stacks up so we're saying that this is going to be higher than obama that's what we are all thinking. I think yeah. this will be the highest voter turnout in recent election memory. I mean, at least in the last 50 years. I can't imagine one that it's has pretty more. easy to beat half. And just because yeah. even it's not even like people are enthusiastic. People are pissed off. It's both ways. There people are paying attention more than they have. Yeah. Then it's well, certainly I'm, than they did under Obama or even Bush. Yeah. Probably because you can't not well, social it's media so volatile helps. now. <laughs> you know, like, like it's mixed yeah. in with your, you know, like, talking to your family on Facebook, and then there's a fucking political ad or fl- a political post. Well, Once like, you the, get... the choices in 2016 were so terrible. Like, both super unlikable candidates. Now you have one that's likable and actually has hope, whereas the other one has just pissed you off for four years. Right. Yep. Or yeah. you just flat out love them. Well, and I've and heard... And you want to keep banging that drum. yeah. I've heard the argument too that like that Biden had this hand or this race handed to him and I kind of like resent that a little bit because like Biden's not my favorite candidate but at the same time uh like Trump did a lot of damage to himself. Had Trump been a good president and had uh had Bernie Sanders the last remaining Democrat in the primary against joe biden gotten more of a voter turnout i think you could make the argument because when because when people say that it was handed to him it feels like they're making that comparison back to 2016 when people felt like it was handed to hillary clinton because it was like the dnc did fucking screw bernie i think Um, they specifically picked joe because of a point i made earlier that he's easier to pull yeah, the because, because yeah. the left is going to vote against Donald Trump because yeah. they understand well, and, the stakes. And you can pull right. moderate votes with Joe Biden. You can't pull moderate votes with, with socialism, anything. Yeah. yeah. Not in today's climate. Nope. Nope, not yet. I mean, maybe a few more years, right? Because, like, really, that's yeah. the boomer generation that w- would not vote for Bernie Sanders because of the name socialism without actually understanding well that was the the generation socialism that, that grew up in the oh, that we right. that we already have democratic socialism like that's what your medicaid is that's what you're like, right so much of what we we like the way we live in this country is already socialist mm-hmm. yep don't shh don't tell them that though but red, but red the scare word, the word socialism is a big <laughs> scary hammer and sickle I, can we just rename right. it like 
happy fun time. Like, Except <laughs> that's it. I, I heard somebody Everybody on Everybody Wang Chung tonight. I heard, <laughs> I heard somebody on another podcast, though, make a point that, like, you know, because you just said that uh, socialism is like hammer and sickle or whatever. And, like, if you think back, though, to, like, World War II history, like, fucking uh hitler was fucking killing the communists too like socialism national socialism stalin was going after communists too like it was like i don't know it's just this idea that like oh socialism is but like is it because even the socialism that you that we tip the things that the governments historically that we associate with the term socialism were going after what we call socialists like Uh yeah it's just I don't know. Well, and it's it's glaring that every communist country ever has been a dictatorship. And I'm not saying the United States should just go full-blown communism. No, it's right. a bad idea. But you can't conflate democratic socialism with communist dictatorships. Right. Yeah. No, it's not it's not a fair it's, it's not a, a fair argument. It's a bad equivocation. Yeah. Shame on you. Right. <laughs> um so do do you have any more predictions or any uh this is your last moment to plea to the audience before election day. Do we want to make a final prediction on how long it takes till we know for certain who won? That's the last one I can think of. That's a good one. I think you cuz you had said you already had an idea, right? Before? I I'm going to stick with my original date that I told you guys. I think that we will know I think it could be earlier, but I would say b- that by Friday next friday we like by the weekend we will know uh what the because i i have a because if we're right that the turnout is as high it that means that people are amped up and i think that a lot of that is probably my earlier sentiment of like i think people are fed up and so if voter turnout is um as successful as this room thinks that it will be then i would say that we shouldn't really have a problem figuring it out by the end of the week and then and then the dispute will happen but like but i think that we'll have numbers yeah i think people are fed up enough to brave the pandemic yeah especially especially right now with the resurging numbers right yeah because like if you don't brave the at this point and it sucks it's a shitty fucking choice to be given but like at this point it's kind of like if you don't brave the pandemic the pandemic's not gonna fucking end it's not gonna end under trump because he does not fucking like he doesn't care that's not his job he doesn't know how to fucking be our leader there is people for obvious reasons that they won't go out there such as immunocompromised and whatnot and that's what mail-in ballots are for right but those of us that can go should because the mail-in ballots will take forever Mm -hmm. yeah I would say so. You're you're debating or you're uh, predicting four days after the election, Brandon. W- within four days. Within four days, yeah. I'm gonna go about a week, like seven to ten days would be my guess. So I would say the Friday after yours would be. Okay. When I would actually think that we would know for surround certain. our birthdays. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's about good. Yeah, that's uh, with my luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we're all in the same boat because I was gonna say a week or less. So like Monday or Tuesday, of the following week. Yeah. Yep. Sweet. So let's do four days, seven days, and uh, that just means that my ten d- days. my duck blind is going to be a lot of speculation because <laughs> that that weekend is opening weekend duck season. So I'm just going to be sitting there listening to old men bitch about what happened with the election. <laughs> right. 
hey, as long as they're not like threatening to do anything other than bitch, like <laughs> no, we're, we're in a good we're, spot. Duck season, <laughs> Trump season, duck season. <laughs> season. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, we'll all be bl- busy blowing our duck calls and then shooting our shotguns. So I I have to make my final like no again we're gonna do something on election night so there will be another episode soon um but i have to i can't end i can't end the last episode prior to the election without making the plea to the listener the voter uh that i made a couple episodes ago or maybe it was the last episode when we discussed it i do think the right vote this year with the exception of looking at into a candidate that is absolutely deplorable is voting for Democrats voting for Joe Biden for president um, and voting for Democrats in Congress because again I think that if you don't if one of those doesn't go the way if if it does if one of those stays to the Republicans Joe Biden wins the presidency. The Republicans maintain the Senate. Democrats keep the House. Everything's stalled. We move past a decade of Congress not doing fucking anything. Um, the world has passed us by. Yeah. And, you know, we can bitch about China all we want, but if we're just going to sit on our fucking hands for a decade, you know. Yeah. The reality is China's going to do what China does. Right. We don't have a whole lot of control. They're going to no. eat our lunch. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I, so, and I think, and the opposite is true. If Trump wins, then the Republicans cannot have a house in Congress because they have shown, they've proven to us that they are, uh, they are unwilling to check this president. Even, even with them having the majority, Mitch McConnell doesn't even bow to Trump half the time. So like, especially with the stimulus talks, Trump was finally trying to push something through, maybe try to save his election. And Mitch was just like, nah, nah, we're not gonna do it. But we <laughs> forget uh, the American people. Yeah, but nah. we, we have plenty of time to get a fucking uh, Supreme Court justice pushed through real quick. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so that's so that's my plea is is vote for Democrats this time. And you know, like, if I'm wrong and if Democrats get it, I can't imagine that Democrats take full control of Congress and the White House and f- and do worse in the next two years. Then wherever the fuck we're going, if the yeah. opposite is true, yep. um, you know I'm I'm a centrist who really likes libertarians, but on a national level, it needs to be blue. Local elections do what your heart wants you to do. Right. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because I think there is like I think a lot of people uh, don't want to hear the third party is a waste of a vote, and I fucking get that. What's, I've what's been the there. Proposition uh, that has the gerrymandering thrown into it. In St. Louis, it's yeah. or in uh, Missouri. Prop in Missouri. Three. Pro- prop yeah, three. Vote, vote no on prop three. Yeah. Please. Yeah. You, re- you read those first two bullet points and you're like, yeah, that sounds good. Get rid of corruption. And then they sneak in all yeah, the but corruption. We're, but we're gonna start gerry- <laughs> but we're gonna start gerrymandering again. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, they're like, hey, get rid of corruption from companies, but governmental corruption? Yeah. That's great. So absolutely vote no on Prop 3. Right, if you are in Missouri. But I but but yeah, I do I agree with you. I think too though that like I understand the sentiment that like you we don't want to feel like a third party vote is uh, a waste of a vote, but I do think that that on a local level as as you brought up Jim um I think that on a local level it makes more sense uh 
to vote for a third party candidate because this is a comedian Steve Hofstetter that has a joke about um, and he actually had tweeted a variation of the joke uh, recently but that like the LA Lakers beat the Miami Heat in the NBA playoffs like anyone who was rooting for the New York Knicks missed out on the fact that there were only two teams in the fucking final like if you want to get your fucking team to the final like you have to get them good and the way to get a political party good and powerful is by starting at the local level and growing that party you don't you don't show up to the fucking Stanley Cup or, with some yeah, fucking no, every, roller skates. I mean, if Trump every, is every single libertarian that I can vote for in Missouri, it's going to happen. But right. on a national level, I'm voting blue. Yeah. I mean, and if Trump has proved anything, is that like third party might not be the way to go. It might be infiltrating one of the two parties and just turning them to what you want them to be. Right. Right. That might be the smarter. That, way. Might, that might take considerably longer. It might, but I maybe. Mean, Although I mean, Fox News and Trump did it, dep- it in like thirty years, I would say that it could take longer, but it also could not. It, I think that that kind of depends on the well. It's gonna uh, get younger personality. Well, because if the Bernie Party Sanders has to get younger if we want to see any change, if Bernie Sanders gets tapped for a job in the Biden White House, that could start to turn things because there would be a there that there's a reason for that appointment to appeal. Um, but like, I think that that could be a way to get things moving in that direction. Like baby steps. In the same way that you see like AOC and the squad have already brought the Democrats more left and the QAnon people have brought the Republicans more right. Right. It's already happening. Yeah. You just need to be able to harness it and move it in the way you need it to go. And and those (laughs) those centrists that are scared of the extreme left end of the blue party, the Democrat Party, just Put your put your fears aside because it's not about right and wrong right now. It's about getting the country back to the middle. If we veer right. too heavily to one end or the other, division is inevitable. Yeah, and it will destroy this country. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're trying not to overcorrect so much that we don't end up in the ditch. Like we're yep. trying, yeah, right. And again, it's an easy fix. If the Democrats get in and go crazy fucking commie on us, then in two years in the midterm, we fucking fix that. Yep. Um, I don't think that that's what's going to happen, but I do think that the no, state— No, I think it's an unfounded fear right. of socialism being conflated with communism. Yeah, but I think that it, the stakes are extremely high. And, like, now is not the time to fucking... Don't roll those dice. No. No, it's not. Because I'm, like, I'm pretty certain that Biden will win. That's where my gut is. But I have no idea what that means. Like, I won't be celebrating. The night that that is announced, my first gut feeling is not going to be, yay, Trump's gone. Because Trump's not gone the night that it's announced. And I don't know what the fuck process starts at that point and, yeah. and then those that are scared of biden's tax plan that have fed into the fox news fear of the tax plan what were your taxes like under bush because that's essentially what this is going to be yep yeah. i i think brandon's right there like if if they declare for biden it's going to be this moment of like yay trump's out of office and then immediately like oh no we're he's not out of office yet and like and he's not like going to disappear once biden gets sworn in he's still going to have twitter He's still going to have an influence. We've got a long yep. time before it's celebrating time. Like, January yeah, it, is celebrating time. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah if, Trump, if Trump doesn't get put in jail 
or I mean, doesn't flee the country or whatever. Also, the thing that like he's still gonna. Well, be, how crazy would that from, be if he lost the fucking election and then just left, like while he was still president, <laughs> just left? <laughs> That's what I was getting at on my and prediction. Fuck, man, I man. didn't think that. <laughs> like, I just thought, dips out. It's just like peace. Wait a minute, what? Dude, I got a Scottish golf resort. I'm getting the fuck out of here. China's <laughs> building a road to my fucking other golf course. Maybe it'll be done. Ah, uh, man, I don't know. That's crazy. Um, so before I play it, because I think it's more important to end on the point than the pimp, uh, I will promote this. Uh, we will have another episode next week, uh, but probably very close to election day. Um, I'm not promising. I know that there won't be one on election day. It depends on how quickly I can get whatever's, uh, whatever happens. Uh, but, but there will be another episode next week. It's hard to plan when we don't know what's going to happen. True. Um, and uh, until then, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at TDAP Dark. Um, episodes are available regularly. Um, and I don't know. Rate, review, subscribe. Right. I didn't do an alt fact this week. I did something different because I think that uh, it's important to know what you're going to get um, in the election. And I think that the choices for me are pretty clear. Um, and so I pulled some bites that we have actually that we've already listened to in previous episodes because I think that for me, this is kind of uh, this kind of sums up the stakes. It's in a, eight states, election workers are prohibited currently by law, eight states, from even beginning to process ballots, even take them out of the envelopes and yes. flatten them until election day. That means that it's likely, because there's going to be a huge increase in mail-in balloting, that we are not going to know on election night who the winner is, that it could be days, it could be weeks, could be months. until we find out who the, the, the new president is. So I, first for you, sir, finally, for the, for the vice president, I hope neither of you will interrupt the other, Will you urge your supporters to stay calm during this extended period, not to engage in any civil unrest? And will you pledge tonight that you will not declare victory until the election has been independently certified? President Trump, I'm you go first. I'm urging my supporters to go into the polls and watch very carefully, because that's what has to happen. I am urging them to do it. As you know, today there was a big problem. In Philadelphia, they went in to watch. They were called poll watchers, a very safe, very nice thing. They were thrown out. They weren't allowed to watch. You know why? Because bad things happen in Philadelphia, bad things. And I am urging, I am urging my people. I hope it's going to be a fair election. If it's a fair You're election, I am 100% on board. But if I see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated, I can't go along with that. And I'll tell and what, you what, what does that from mean, a common sense, does that mean you're going you to tell your people to take to it the It means you have a fraudulent election. You're and sending you out 80 do? million ballots. They're not, they're not equipped to, these people aren't equipped to handle it, number one. Number two, okay. they cheat. They cheat. When I said I was running because I wanted to unify the country, people said, well, there were the old days. We better be able to do it again. Agreed. We better be able to do it again. Mr. Vice President, if you lose, what will that say to you about where America is today? Well, it could say that I'm a lousy candidate and I didn't do a good job. Um, but I think, uh, I, I hope that it doesn't say that we are as 
racially, ethnically, and religiously at odds with one another as it appears the president wants us to be. Usually, you know, the president's, in my view, with all due respect, has been divide and conquer, the way he does better if he splits us, there's division. Um, and I think people need hope. I think, look, George, I've never been more optimistic about the prospects for this country than I am today, and I, I really mean that. I think the people are ready, they understand what's at stake, and it's not about Democrat or Republican. If I get elected, uh, you know, I'm going to be, I'm running as a proud Democrat, but I'm going to be an American president. I'm going to take care of those who voted against me as well as those who voted for me, for real. That's what presidents do. we got to heal this nation because we have the greatest opportunity of any country in the world to own the 21st century, and we can't do it divided. The Devil's Advocate podcast is a Fever Heart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condit and co-hosted by Franklin Everhart and Jim Hellman. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. There was a female yeah. Yoda? Yeah, it's Yoda with a uh, Leia hair. Oh, I, so this is yeah. where baby Yoda comes from. I don't remember the prequels, man. There would have to be a Mrs. Yoda. There would have to be a Yaddle to be a baby Yoda. There would have to be a Yaddle to be a Yoda. Dude, in the timeline, <laughs> hey, the timeline works out. If they, get, if, if they got it on right there, because baby Yoda's right like 50. Right there on, yeah. that, on that Wikipedia yeah. sp- page. N- well, uh, but baby Yoda's like 50, so it would work out. Fair the enough. The timeline works. I thought they reproduced asexually. He just like used the force to knock <laughs> himself up. <laughs> he buds. Yeah. His ear drops off and forms a new one. You think you could use the force to masturbate? So it's like the you know how the, <laughs> you know how you can do the stranger. You like you put your hand to sleep. It's like that. <laughs>